0: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason. And elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Over the last couple of days, President Biden's latest budget proposal has been getting a lot of media attention and praise from Democrats, outcries from the GOP pop, uh, opposition. But the big question is: Will his budget actually impact policy at all, or is this just a political exercise? Uh, Jonathan Bidlock has a new piece arguing that budgets, especially presidential ones, uh, aren't really what they used to be and uh, are uh, a little different than uh, what they used to be. Uh, Jonathan's the director of the Governance Program at the R Street Institute. And he joins us on the line now. Jonathan, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, the real simple question. Does this matter or is this just an exercise (laughs) in futility? (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, first of all, I mean,
1: uh, budgets are important, right? I mean, you should have a blueprint for, uh, what you want to spend and why you want to spend it and where that money's going to come from. But, you know, in our, in our government, I mean, budgets are non-binding. So, you know, we, we pay a lot of attention to, you know, President Biden puts out his, his budget, but it has no real policy significance other than as a document that conveys largely what we already know, which is that you know the administration wants to spend a lot of money on a number of things, and so you know it's it's helpful, I suppose, to have that have that blueprint. But the reality is that the history of presidential budgets is such that you know they put them out, and uh, you know they're quickly quickly forgotten a week or two later. So uh, you know I suspect that the same thing uh, same thing will happen with this one as as we've seen happen so many times in the past.
0: Yeah, and and really, it seems to me, especially in like a midterm election year, that the. Uh, The budget, as you said, is really a list of priorities and values, the thing that the president wants to hit. And they also tend to kind of frame where they think the political debate should be. Uh, But the actual uh, hard work and heavy lifting has to be done by Congress. Well, that's just it. I mean, I mean, look, Congress controls the power of the purse. So,
1: you know, what we decide to spend on ultimately comes down to comes down to Congress, and and you know, comes down to the Appropriation Committee specifically. And so, you know, we can have all of these conversations. And, and obviously, I mean, you know, again, the budget or or other legislation that's passed, you know, p- can put pressure on on increasing spending in, in certain areas. So, you know, I don't mean to dismiss it from sort of a, a bully pulpit standpoint, but in terms of having any sort of practical, uh, you know. Policy impact. I mean, that again really comes down to what
0: what does Congress want to spend on? Yeah, and uh, obviously we've been in this pattern for years now in terms of what actually happens. And of course, Congress hasn't even been doing their job when it comes to actually. approving a budget going through committee having the appropriations bill all 12 of them being voted on independently uh we've kind of gotten this continuing resolution mode uh and so what is it that we we actually learned from a, a president's budget and what did we learn from president biden as he rolled uh his budget out uh just in the last two days Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think of it like I do the State of the Union,
1: you know, there's a, you know, you sort of get the laundry list of, of proposals and things that are talked about and, and, you know, what's prioritized. Um, obviously, you know, there, there, there tends to be, I think, a, a willingness maybe to, to highlight those things that various constituent groups want to see funding go towards. So, you know, as, as I alluded to earlier, I mean, it, it does give you some sense of, uh, of priorities and, and, you know, sort of where their political bread is buttered. I think, you know, in this, in the, the, the most recent Biden budget I mean I think one of the more interesting things that that people have pointed out is the the amount of spending on the military uh, which is you know at least a, a, according to uh, you know I suppose the the stereotypes are atypical for for a Democrat to uh, you know propose increasing the Pentagon's budget so significantly uh, you know it's obviously been pointed out that this is uh, this is the largest sort of peacetime uh, uh, increase that we've, we've ever seen and so I do think that's of interesting right I mean and it's it's you know the other the other point to make here is that you know we are obviously dealing with inflation in the country right now there you know that is something that is clearly on the minds of the vast majority of Americans um, and yet the administration is largely proposing uh, status quo spending and actually to the degree that it's not status quo it's as I just said you know it's increasing increasing the Pentagon in addition to increasing domestic programs so uh, I do think there it does also give us a little bit of insight uh, frankly into how seriously the uh the administration is taking the the inflation problem you know they they messaging the president's messaging yesterday has been very focused on you know deficit reduction but the actions in the budget don't really uh don't really correspond with that that perspective appropriately
0: yeah it, as i was listening to the president lay that out and as i've gone through it it, it does look like a a series of uh kind of bumper sticker slogans in, in terms of what's happening to you know the tax the rich Uh, portion of the budget uh then you uh you kind of get into the the nuts and bolts and then you have a a new version of an old version of an old version of build back better uh i think he called Mm -hmm. it the better america uh part of the plan uh so there seems to be a lot of the political posturing there uh but one of the things you pointed out in, in your piece that i thought was really important was just how this whole process has changed since the 1960s give us some perspective there
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I mean, our, 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 Budget right now, the federal budget looks radically different. I mean, you know, in the pre-pre Medicare days, uh, you know, the the budget or sort of these discussions were were arguably more important because the vast majority of federal spending was actually being debated in these conversations. But you know, even if the budget now were were binding uh, and and you know were uh, you know were were sort of uh, that level of importance, um, the the reality is that the vast majority of spending that the federal government is is undertaking is all on autopilot. So it's, you know, it's Medicare, it's Medicaid, it's Social Security. Over time, the budget has shifted where where these programs now make up the vast majority of federal spending. And so even the things that we're debating or discussing in the context of the current budget discussions Pale in comparison to to these other big programs that really aren't being addressed or looked at in any any you know meaningful way uh, on on a regular basis.
0: All right, so now we wave, wave the magic wand for us, Jonathan. Uh, how do we how do we fix this process? It's so broken. <laughs>
1: It's you know I mean look I mean I think to some degree we have to go and uh, and acknowledge that you know the historical process of regular order probably isn't going to come back uh, you know we're, we're, obviously we've uh, we've been engaging in these sort of continuing resolutions and omnibus packages and what have you for a long time that that kind of is the new normal and so you know to some degree I think I think we do need to we do need to adjust those expectations but you know look I mean there, there are proposals that have been put forth to to change the budgetary process uh you know there was a bill that was uh, in the last congress that was bipartisan senator whitehouse a democrat uh, actually endorsed the legislation and so uh and had his name on it White whitehouse and so you know there are there have been some serious attempts by people from both sides to come together and say what are reforms that we can make or there would be some level of bipartisan agreement the challenge is that there may be some level of bipartisan agreement but that doesn't mean that leadership in either party really wants to take it up and so that's essentially where we find ourselves right
0: now yeah it, it is that leadership problem you get the uh, the four-person uh, firm there of uh, mcconnell and uh, schumer and uh, pelosi and mccarthy and uh, they all get in the room and uh, they have a very different discussion from a lot of what the members are having there when it relates to a lot of those uh, spending issues uh, jonathan bidlak director of the governance program at the r street institute jonathan thanks for weighing in today you bet thanks for having me we're step aside for a quick commercial break. We've been talking a lot about Women's History Month and what it is to empower, coach, and mentor. Michaela Kruzkamp is going to join us coming up next talk about an organization that's empowering women in the film and photography space. Uh, coming up next. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish.